in a world of silence where your questions have gone unanswered for 252 days. The Q&A podcast is back. This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Well, I want to thank Batman for that incredible introduction, and welcome back to season two of the Village Church Q&A podcast. We are so excited to be back with you. Woohoo! Episode number 679, and that lovely, wonderful voice is actually two people standing right in front of me. It is Susan McLeod, who is, what's the word, great with child. Oh, thank you. Great. Well, that's what you say that when people are pregnant. enormous. Is that what you say? <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're not enormous. I think you should you're ask normal. women women what you say when you're She's pregnant. She's pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> no, what is great with you? I mean, all right, whatever. So we're back. Yep. And uh, we are very excited because uh, we have a new co-host, Susan McLeod. Susan, can you I'm just so tell excited. us like an ounce of who you are? I know you're a deep well of awesomeness, but like oh, that's so just kind. give us like a, a glimmer, a glimpse, uh, a, a helicopter view of who are you and why are you here? Oh, I had this the other day, like my essence. <laughs> Remember when we were sitting in a staff meeting, we went around and asked what each other's essences were? Yeah. I'm not sure. I just love people and I love our church and I love our family. Yep. And you and me are, we have a good time together. We can laugh. You also have a grounding doctrinally. Um, You know the word of God. You love the word of God. You love our church. And there's a lot of things that are requirements for somebody to be here and to be part of this. And so for you, like it was interesting because we had thought about who are different options for um, who could be a co-host. And uh, it was, I really, really like you were just at the top of my list in the beginning. And so we've done a few, yeah. we'll say practice episodes, if totally. you will, just to yeah. kind of get our, our mojo down. And it's been a blast. So, well, and we recorded the community group leadership podcast this summer. I well, think. that is where I, I sat in the studio and I watched you uh, do that. And mm-hmm. I was like, this girl is made for this format. It was a blast. It was a yeah. lot of fun. And yeah. so I thought, how much fun could we have? So you and me, we're going to tag team this thing. Season two, we don't know how long season two is going to last. Nope. Because I am great with child. <laughs> You're, well, this, I kid. Yes, you, this, this, this podcast no, will. Yes. Yep. Still. This podcast hopefully will. I'm looking for a word that I'm not finding it. Because you're pregnant. Pregnant it will, brain. Yep. It will overcome all. It just is outside of that, outside of time, right? I have no idea what season you're talking two. about right now. <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is see, this is what pregnancy does. Season two I'm outside is outside of pregnancy timetable uh, is what you. I'm saying. Yes, yes. yes. It can be before, during, and after. Right, because we're just recording. Right. Yep. Anyway, I want to say thank you for inviting me into your labor. That was a really meaningful. <gasps> I didn't invite you there. You are not coming. (laughs) This week you gave a sermon on January 19th. Yep. And uh, the sermon was all about personal Bible study. And so um, after the service, I actually had a handful of questions. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the goals in that sermon was to make it as helpful as humanly possible. We mm-hmm. want to spend uh, 2020 as a body growing in spiritual maturity. One of the things we had talked about from Ephesians 5 is how Jesus nourishes the church through the word of God. Yes. And that he ministers to each member, body, part, person of a, of a local church. And one of the primary ways he does this is, through the Word of God, through mm. personal Bible study. And so as we kind of move into 2020 as a church together, we wanted our body to be on the same 
page. So this whole sermon was about personal Bible study. Encourage you, um, if you really want to start reading the Word of God, go back Mm -hmm. to that message and uh, pick it up. But one of the questions that we want to go after on episode 679 is what, Suze? It's I'm new to the Bible. What advice would you give me to help me succeed? Awesome. So um, I shared, and I I think you and I, we're going to go deeper into this. I shared four ingredients Mm -hmm. that as I have interfaced with people who just have a passion for God's word, I found that these are four ingredients that um, are really common in all of them. Mm -hmm. So here's the, the first ingredient. The first ingredient is know the purpose for why you're studying the Bible. If you have the wrong purpose, okay, yep. it's not going to work. So if your purpose, which I find with a lot of Christians, this is kind of their their thing, yeah. is I want to know more facts yep. about the Bible. I mean, have you ever fallen into that trap personally? Well, the facts are not as much as I fall into the trap of like, what's in it for me? Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. where's my revelation? Yep, oh, yep, I just yep. read that. I got nothing. Oh, that's so good. So for me, like being in like the seminary world, the Bible mm-hmm, teacher world, mm-hmm. like there's the pastor world, like the pressure to have all the answers. I, okay. I mean, heck, I do the Q&A podcast, you know what right. I mean? So, but what people don't know is that not all of these answers are intuitive. I have to research and think and study yes. and use my brain and I'm stumped a lot and I give those away to other people so that right. I don't have to right. do them, you know? Yes. Um, but for me, there's like this thing where I want to know more so mm-hmm. I can almost prove myself, I think. And there's a brokenness See, I'm a feeler, there. so I want to yep. feel more. So yep, yeah, yep, that's yep, yep. the difference. Like, I rarely go to God's word saying, um, I want to feel something, which is weird being an Enneagram 7 who's yeah. like like all about experiences. I, I almost always look for things I didn't know, mm. which is kind of just a weird part of brokenness um, and curiosity, I would say. But, right. but let's get to like the purpose. When you have the right purpose, mm. the right things can happen. Yep. And so first and foremost, in personal Bible study, your purpose is to know God in relationship. It is to be in a relationship with him. Our God is a relational God. The metaphors that he uses to describe our relationship with him are family, bride of Christ, Mm -hmm. body of Christ, deeply personal, deeply emotional, deeply relational. So to to understand any kind of personal Bible study as a follower of Christ outside of the context of relationship is missing fundamentally the point. And Mm -hmm. so I think for like me, let's just say, if I go on a date with my wife, and I take my broken view of Bible study, uh-huh. I'm going to be sitting there saying, like, tell me more information about yourself. And right. if you go on a date with Colin and you yeah. take your broken approach into that relationship. I want to feel good. I want to feel good, yeah. right? Yep. Give me an experience. Right. So like, then there's some dates that are such a bust. Right, right. Yeah. So when you have a wrong expectation, mm-hmm. then when the date doesn't meet that expectation, right. it feels like a failure. Well, mm-hmm. if your goal is to know God personally, just be in a relationship mm-hmm. with him, that's an attainable goal. Every yeah. single time. And honestly, like my best friends in the world, like we don't always have high highs. Like those are unique, unforgettable experiences that we've shared. Right. But they're the 1%. Right. They might be what we tell stories about, but they're the rarity. Right. Also, I think when you're reading the word, you're planting some seeds in your heart. So I'm in the book of Joshua right now. And there was a day the other day where I'm just reading all about the land division. And mm. I was like, okay. I mean, I could have skipped these chapters, right? But there is a part of me that thinks maybe someday this will be meaningful or maybe this will click somehow in another place and time and I'll know like I was supposed to read that just because I'm getting in the word and that consistency, right? Yep. So Yeah, I mean sometimes like I'm building muscle when I work out, maybe not for today, but when I'm gonna need it. 
later. Right. You know, and that's totally good. Yeah. And and when we talk about knowing God's purpose, we say number one is know God personally in a relationship. And number two, know the author's intent. Yes. Before I want to get something from me, if you can just try to mine and think about what did this author mean? Who mm-hmm. is he writing to? And if you have a great study Bible, you can figure that out like lickety split mm-hmm. on a dime. Which, right, because it's at the beginning of every book, just to be book. clear. It's at the beginning of every book. And if you go to the front of your Bible, you can actually read where your Bible came from. Yep. The translation and all those details can be very helpful. Which brings us to number two. This is the second thing we find in common uh, with people who have a passion for God's word or grow into it. Mm -hmm. Number one, they know the purpose. Number two is they get the right Bible. Mm -hmm. So like when I got the New American Standard Study Bible, Mm -hmm. revolutionized my life. I was 19 years old, and when I started to be able to see explanations of what these verses meant, I could Mm -hmm. read introductions. Uh, It hit me that like, Wow, when Paul writes to, in the book of Ephesians, he's writing to real people in a local church in a very unique context. Like, once I got access to that information, it just helped kind of humanize and put in context what's going on. Mm -hmm. When I got the ESV Bible, when that translation came out, Mm -hmm. it was literal and readable. It was Mm -hmm. so helpful for me. Uh, So, like, what Bibles have been, like, your go-to? I did the NAS for a little while, and then— I think as a college graduation gift, my sister gave me this ESV study Bible. Maybe it was college. Maybe it was in the middle of college. Yeah. And it's a Schofield study Bible. And what's funny is it has my maiden name on it. And I'm like, eh, it doesn't matter because I cannot give this one up. Hartman? Yeah, it has my Hartman. Uh, yeah, good job. Hartman is on the cover. And I'm like, oh, if people find it. Hopefully they know I'm Susanna Hartman. Like, it is what it is. But once you get into, I know you do... Um, Electronic Bibles, which mm-hmm. we can talk about, but I like paper. <laughs> it's less biblical. <laughs> I like paper, but that's because I start to write all over it, mm. and then I can actually find what I'm looking for more easily because I feel, you just can start to feel where mm. things I are. I like stone. Like, you okay. Know, yeah, you want to go back. I want to go back. It's, that's uh, even more spiritual. Isn't it? Yeah, I than think the so paper too. Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like pre-KJV, you know? Totally. Yeah. But I've had um, this journaling Bible. Hmm. It's from Tyndale. I believe it's NLT, New mm-hmm. Living Translation. And I love coloring the pictures and reading it, but I just, I don't find the version as, now that version is very readable, you just but said for something me it's not as compelling. Hilarious. What did I, I say? I like coloring the pictures. Well, that's because it has pictures to color. I'm just telling you there's yeah. tons of options in Bibles nowadays, right? I have been like struck by coloring Bibles, like off the chain. That's chains. what this one is. Adult yeah. coloring books. I was... We were by my wife's flower shop in Elgin, and it was a it was a gas station, and, and it had a sign, and it said "Adult Coloring Books Available Here." And at first, I thought, like, yep. inappropriate adult. Oh. <laughs> and then it hit me. I was like, no, that's not what. No. Literally, it's coloring books. It is coloring for adults. books. And apparently, they thought at this gas station, if we advertised that over, you know, beer or cigarettes, that that was a it's worthwhile a big deal, investment. Deal I know, now, that's though, yeah, people are spending time coloring. So I tell everybody. Um, get the English Standard Version Study Bible. Okay. Um, Crossway makes it. Now, if you go to your app store and you type in ESV Bible, mm-hmm. um, look for the Crossway app. Um, their app is tremendous. And for like the same price as you would actually pay for the actual paper Bible, mm-hmm. um, you can get the digital ESV Study Bible there. Um, it is an awesome, awesome just app to take with you on the go if you don't have yeah. your Bible. Yeah. Whether you're newer to the faith or not, the ESV, the English Standard Version, it's a very, very followable, understandable version of the Bible. I don't have issues with NIV right. or NLT. Right. I don't, that doesn't 
doesn't bother me no. at all. Um, but it I do is find helpful yeah. though when you're sitting in church, knowing what your preacher's preaching yes. out of, because especially when you're new to the faith, it can be hard in your brain to translate all of the. Yes, like if here's one hundred and one, get the Bible version that your pastor is using. Yep. Follow there. All right. Number three, uh, find a great teacher. So um, I find that the people who have the greatest passion for God's word can usually point to uh, a Bible teacher that has been really formative. Like when they heard the person, it kind of just ignited a passion in them. And so in the 90s, it was John mm-hmm. Piper for me. Uh, then it became uh, R.C. Sproul. Mm-hmm. I would actually say over the last like five years, there's a guy named John Mark Comer who just unbelievably has has just unique insights into God's word. He's he's mm. different than anyone I've ever listened to. Mm. I don't even know if I agree with him on a whole bunch of things, but his ability to pull out the heart and the meaning of a text mm-hmm. have been really uh, inspiring for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, another guy recently I've been listening to, his name's John Tyson. Again, just really insightful mm-hmm. men in terms of how they accurately handle the word of God and apply it to culture. So for me, those have been really amazing. But I find that people have this like, they have a person who for yep. who showed them for the first yep. time what what is there you know like there's more there than we're able to get for and, me because of the world we live in there's people that have been in real life and then there's people that have been in digital life right and so in real life to have access to a person has been a gift mm, for my life mm. like i would not be walking with the lord the way i am without the example of a professor from college and I just saw him in the word. Dr. And then, Sanchez. Dr. Sanchez. You talk about yeah. him all the time. I know because he's a favorite, but uh, he was in the word. And then everything that I questioned or my life, my life questions were, let's find the verse for that. Mm. And so for me, finding those people that are like, well, where's the verse for that? Instead of them just, I love to think about like philosophies of things. And so finding the person that's like, but what, what about what God says? That actually draws me to the word because awesome. I want to I want to know the answer there too. But I love Matt Chandler. I know he can be for different types of people. I found mm-hmm. his like when he goes through a book of the Bible and does like yep. a marriage study. I found those very helpful. Charles Stanley. I did a spiritual disciplines book on, from him this summer. I loved that. Mm. Kelly Minter. I actually she's newer. At least my experience with her has been newer, but I've enjoyed her studies. And Lisa Turkhurst. She wrote a Proverbs book. Proverbs 31 Ministries. Yeah, she does yeah. Proverbs 31. She wrote a book about, it was called Uninvited, but it was so scripturally based. And for me, when I can find a book, not necessarily the Bible, right? But that points me so much to the word of God. Yep. Those can be, again, that person is saying, look, what's the most valuable thing? It's not even yep. what I'm saying. It's God's word. And Nancy Lee DeMoss Walgamuth, I believe is her name now. She does the Revive Our Hearts ministry. I found her to be someone who points people back to the word. Awesome. So number one, know the purpose. Number two, get the right Bible. Number three, Mm -hmm. great teacher. Find one that inspires you, gives you something to continue to to run after. Mm -hmm. Finally, number four, consistency over time. Yep. This is it. Like when you do it, do the reps. It may not feel great all the time. That's fine. But it doesn't matter what you're doing. Discipline in anything pays Mm -hmm. off eventually. Mm-hmm. So those are some biggies that we would encourage you with. Uh, those are four big things that we find people who are passionate about God's word um, share these four common experiences. And so next time, Suze, what are we going to be dealing with in episode 680? Pastor Michael, I want to know, we want to know, what have been your personal roadblocks in personal Bible study and have you overcome them or how do you overcome them? Awesome. Come back next time and thank you for joining us in season two. We are excited to go after your questions. You can submit your questions. You can go online to vcob.org. You can find the Q&A podcast there in our media section. And we would love 
to help you get answers to your most pressing questions. Thank you.